0: Good morning and welcome to the new edition of Dr. Naba Enables You Become Better. Our mind has a proclivity to run in multiple directions. Under different pretexts, different reasons, it wanders to the past, reveling in the happy moments, thinking of the old times, dissecting old traumatic memories, or it can also hurtle forward to an unknown future, dreaming, visualizing things which may never happen, weaving pleasurable daydreams and reveries, or at the same time fretting about imaginary catastrophes. Good and bad accompany both the future perceptions, but the nostalgia of the past is always there. These ruminations of what was and what will be pushes you in a state of psychological haze, Confusion, dream, like quality, is always there. And the result, you neglect what is more real. That is here and now. Interestingly, we can neither change what has happened in the past, nor do you have any control whatsoever on what's going to unfold in the future. Planning can be there, yes, and it should be there. But the certainty of that planning, being successful, is never 100% there. But what you have is just the present moment. As a matter of fact, the tiny moment of the present has immense value this is the moment of your life and this is the moment to be happy to be satisfied why is it that this moment here and now is so important do never forget do not ever forget that because of the present moment you are there you are existing and the only space You can perform actions to change yourself and also the world around you. If you lose this moment, you lose precious time, priceless opportunity, because this moment will never come back. This is the moment where you can lay the foundation for a better future. This is the moment where you can plan ahead. This is the moment where you can act To go ahead. And present is always moving away fast. What is present this second would be past after one second. The moment when you begin listening to me has already become past. Therefore, what is extremely important is consider life to be a stormy ocean and you have got to be anchored in the present. And the anchor is all your attention and concentration. Because once you lose that concentration, you lose the present. And to make good use of the time, concentrate on this moment. There are many among you who realize this. Despite realizing it, they find it very difficult to put into practice. The Buddhist technique of mindfulness can help you in remaining grounded in the present moment. A mindful person is one who observes his sensations, emotions, thoughts, with an openness, without any judgment. The moment you are judgmental, Your emotions are never clearly defined. Your thoughts lose their perfection. So, if you want to be mindful, you have got to witness whatever is unfolding now, here, without any aversion, without any excessive attachment, without any sense of possession. Buddha said, Mindless, I declare, is all helpful. All things can be mastered by mindfulness. And by developing this heightened state of awareness, you can realize that all aspects of your subjective emotional experience, painful or pleasurable, that's immaterial, because all subjective emotional experience is ephemeral, is transient is temporary and consequently when you stop attaching too much significance to the ever-present background noise and mental chatter, chatter in your life, you are successful. This elimination of the background noise is extremely important. The shift in the perspective will enable you to know your mind, transform your consciousness Achieve liberation and freedom, complete emancipation from your dysfunctional mental constructs. And the result? Deep peace and a sense of luminosity, light within you. And that light within you, the luminosity within you, the peace within you, the peace and calm within you would make you a better, well-awake, well-aware human being. And developing mindfulness is not a very difficult task. When the people come to me and say that he cannot do it, I tell them, no, it's so easy. What's there? You can start, it's a simple process. Start with putting small reminders in your to-do list, your smartphones, your laptops. And what you've got to do is, these reminders are to take small breaks in your daily life. Focus on your breath. Close your eyes. breathe deeply. And whenever you notice that a thought has driven your attention away from the breath, acknowledge it gently. Label it as a mental chatter. And then bring your attention back to the breath. It is crucial, extremely crucial, that you do not judge your thoughts and emotions. You see, the moment you judge them, you start evaluating, you start analyzing. And this is not the time to analyze. At the same time, you don't have to suppress them, nor you have got to indulge in them. A sense of detachment has to be there. You know, the moment you suppress them, then they go in your subconscious and that can cause a major psychological problem. And if you indulge in them, that's diverting your attention from mindfulness. So it's a repeated practice. The breath anchors your attention to the present. And then you start living mindfully. Now, you might say that if you are living only concentrating on breath, striving to live mindfully, then what to do? When I say breath, it's breath is a break in the normal routine. And then you start concentrating on your work. The moment of breath, work, breath, work, it is like more like a morse code, dot dash, dot 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 dash 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 dash, dot. What will happen? You will achieve liberation, freedom from negative thoughts. Emotions that can either stratify or elevate you to the level of extreme alienation from the self and self-perceptions. And when you perceive yourself, you stop suffering. After all, what is suffering? Suffering is when you're Neurons in your brain convey that pain to your brain. So when you are stopping those neurons from travelling to thalamus, then you stop suffering. So make a beginning now by concentrating on your breath. And that concentration on the breath will make you concentrate on the present. Forget the past, bury it's dead. Future, not in your control. So, why bother about something which is not in your control and why bother about something which has happened? Concentrate now, here, and believe me, once you do that, you would find that you are more peaceful, you are better, you are not judgmental, and you are more satisfied with your life. And don't you want to be that? Try it. And you would not regret it. Thank you. Good morning and welcome to Better Thyself segment of Dr. Lamba's Awakening Core. Have you ever wondered that truth and the veracity of the old sayings, early to bed and early to rise, makes a man healthy, wealthy and wise? Have you ever wondered why successful entrepreneurs, successful leaders, all in fact, at least majority of them, have a common trait. They are not owls, they are larks, and lark is a bird which goes up in the sky early morning when the owls keep awake in the late hours of the night when you are working anywhere, as a senior executive, as a CEO, as a businessman, as a leader, there are not many enough hours in the day, 24 hours shrink to 12 or 16 hours at the most. So tapping in the power of the morning, a time of the day when there are no demands or rather, less demands is a key and a great key to increasing your productivity. If you get up even one hour earlier than usual, you are adding seven hours a week. That's a full working day. And as I wrote yesterday, five hours a day of working is sufficient. But then you are in certain positions where you work actually for five hours, but you are thinking, ruminating. Planning for most of the time. I was talking to the leaders. Jawaharlal Nehru used to sleep for hardly three hours. Starbucks president Mike Michel Gass sets an alarm at four thirty a.m. to go running. Reuben, the popular author of Happiness Project, wakes up at six a.m. and works for an hour before her family rises. Laura Vanderkam highlights um, that, the morning specials, so, and then Kennedy. Kissinger, I had had meetings with Kissinger, Manmohan Singh, I had a meeting with Manmohan Singh last me time when I went to Delhi. At three in the morning, he was still the Prime Minister. Why is it that the lakhs are always more successful? Because you get less distracted in the morning. As the day passes, the distractions increase. The family, the children, the spouses, the colleagues, the friends, and just hangers-on, who have nothing else to do but to say, Hi, how are you? Not that that's important, the social intercourse, but that takes away your time, and one distraction of 10 minutes is actually 25 minutes. Because after the person has gone and talked to you for 10 minutes, the link is broken and it takes you quite some time. An entrepreneur's day fills up if you wait until the afternoon or the evening to work. And there are going to be reasons why you can't tackle a personal property priority work at 4 p.m. You can do your personal priority work at 4 a.m. Nobody is going to distract you. But 4 p.m.? There is no way. You have more willpower in the morning. The early riser you are, and I rise at about 3 in the morning every day, go to bed at about 1 o'clock. And even if you are not a morning person, you have more willpower. As it's like a muscle, you know, I was reading the book, Vendiculms, and she writes that willpower is like a muscle that becomes fatigued with over you. So, during the course of the day, you are dealing with difficult people, making decisions, battling traffic. You use your willpower. You are depleted towards the end of the day. In the morning, wow, it's back in full force. Morning gives you an opportunity to set the tone for the day where you want to be pes- optimistic or you want to be pessimistic. And I personally find during the last, I think I was 16 when I took a vow that I will not sleep for more than three and a half hours. Then it became two hours, two and a half hours, but then never more less than that. And I found that I was adding four, five hours per day to my job, to my day. And I could study more, I could read more, I could be well prepared. And the day I would gallivant around in my college and the university days and people will think I'm not doing anything. They hardly knew that what they can do in the whole day I was doing early morning before even coming to the university. So, waking up at sunrise makes you cringe. But the point is, most of the people have a problem. They cannot get up in the morning. It needs a certain discipline, certain attitude. As I said, it gives you more willpower, it saves you time, you are more energetic, you are more able to concentrate, you are less likely to be distracted distracted. So all that makes a strong case for being an early riser, for being a lark and not being an owl. So how to do it? A keep a time journal. People keep journals of what they do? I say keep a time journal, and it's a small thing. Time journal, if you keep for a week, you will see whether you are using your time efficiently or not. And many self-professed night owls, when they look at the time journals, they have seen that they were not as productive in the night as they were in the morning i do all my writing in the morning reading i do in the afternoons in the evenings but 90% of the writing i do in the morning so imagine your perfect morning after keeping it calm then imagine put yourself in a state of contemplation imagine what you would do if you had an extra hour a day would you exercise would you newspaper read the newspaper rather than just looking at the headlines. As a matter of fact, most of the young people especially think that getting up out of the bed is punishing yourself. And to ensure that you are not punishing yourself, set a task that you have to do. If you have a good reason to do it, you will come out of the bed. And once you are out of the bed, well, the day is yours. Then plan your morning. Once you have decided to give yourself extra time, plan how to execute it. And set as much as possible work the night before. See, the people who are athletic better of mind, they want to exercise in the morning. Lay out your clothes in the night before and gather the ingredients for your breakfast. I make a list of what I'm going to write on in the night I am thinking when I am sleeping, and in the morning I come up, sit on my laptop and tap it out, tuck, 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 tuck. and in a couple of hours I am able to finish my job, or three hours at the most. And then there is no rush, build the habit of getting up, slowly, you are less likely to hit the snooze button. But all of a sudden, you know, you say, tomorrow morning I'm going to get up at 2 o'clock. You might get up one day, but then third day you would say, what? God, I'm not going to do it. So you'll go to your alarm club, press the snooze button, okay, let me have five minutes more. And that five minutes might become two hours. So build this habit slowly. Don't try to change your habit drastically. Instead of you setting your alarm for 5 a.m., start with, say, 6 a.m. If you get up at five and you want to get up at four, start at five forty five, then five thirty. Like that slowly and steadily. Keep on increasing the day. And to make sure that you don't lose sleep, go to the bed ten minutes early every day. So if you have a trouble hitting back on the sack of time, you are probably familiar with the old saying early to bed, early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy and wise. After all, if you are healthy, if you are wise, you will be healthy and you will be wealthy. That's given. So the first thing is you have to be wise and wise you would be if you are a lark, not an owl. How can an owl be intelligent? Though they say as wise as an owl, it doesn't help. And then there's a science to back up. Getting up early, this is a process, four steps are told, you have to get up early. Now let's look at the benefits. A study was conducted in 2014 of the people who go to bed later at night and they were seen to see that people who get up late are having negative feelings. They cannot have positive feelings because the early morning sun gives you a certain hope. When you look out of the window and you see the sun shining, your mood uplifts. When you see the beautiful clouds slowly changing their colors, the stars shining, it is an experience of a lifetime. There is a comment by Singh Jaspal, The good old saying, early to bed and early to rise, makes a man healthy, wealthy and wise. It is valid all through your life. Absolutely you are right. This is a saying. Normally old sayings have not much of meaning, but this is very pertinent. And it's valid right from the day one till the end of your life. You may not need to be more wealthy, but then you need health. You may not need help, but then you need wisdom. You have to pass on the wisdom to the children. So this is valid for the whole life, absolutely. So coming back, while sleeping, disruption leads to pessimistic thought. But a good night's rest, and good night rest doesn't mean 10 hours, because the real rest is hardly about 45 to 1 hour. There's real sound sleep. Rest of the time, you are tossing, turning, dreaming. So, sleep disruption will make you pessimistic. So, don't disrupt sleep. When I say, get up early, I say, go to bed early as well, as saying is and as Mr. Singh Jaspal has said. That saying is useful. You have your sound sleep because sleep is important. It's up to your body to adjust the level of sleep. As I told you, people sleep, slept for two and a half hours to three hours. I sleep for that much time. But if you need five hours, that's okay. Six hours is fine but if you want to get up uh, at four o'clock then sleep six hours before that so develop a pattern that allows you to sleep for the time you want each night and that will help you battle negativity that's thrown on your way then enhances your chances of success now this is a, something which seems like a paradox you say, how is it going to help that you get up early? and you are more successful. I was reading the Bali professor at the University of Edinburgh, education in Heidelberg, Christopher Rendler. He said that when it comes to business success, morning people hold an important card. And they tend to get better grades in the school, which gets them into better colleges, then, then better job opportunities. And morning people anticipate problems and try to minimize them. They are proactive. The later you rise, the more reactive you will be. The earlier you rise, the more proactive you will be. And there have been at least 10 studies which have linked proactivity with better job performance, more success in life and higher wages. I don't deny that evening people do have some advantages. but. They might be smarter, they might be more creative, they might have a better sense of humor. But once they change your attitude, they'll see that their creativity, their sense of humor would increase. Getting up early would not decrease it. Definitely at the same time, I'm again repeating, have a sound sleep. It will increase, improve your concentration it would improve your memory and solve complex problems and then another thing which i have seen is morning people are more persistent more agreeable conscientious and proactive they're very persistent they don't they have time at their hands so they can afford to be persistent and persistence is something most important and they're conscientious you see you when you get up in the morning it's so peaceful and so calm, that your conscious automatically activates itself. So, getting enough stress gives you energised, but getting up early gives you time to squeeze in workforce before you get distracted. And that concentration of work in the morning is really important. As a matter of fact, if you look at the religious aspects as well, most of the religions always say, get up early in the morning and pray, meditate, because there's a time, and then it reduces success and makes you happier. As a matter of fact, get up in the morning and communicating with nature, even if you don't work, just communicate with nature, you would feel distressed, you will feel happy. Say you wake up at six o'clock and you have to be in the office at eight o'clock. It gives you just two hours to get early. In the time, you have got to catch up with the emails, with the work, work on your pet project. So it's rushed. It becomes stressful. You are up at four or five. You have got two hours more. So it's less stressful. And once you're less stressful, your cortisol level would be maintained. The first hour in the morning, as my, this is what I have observed, sets the tone for the rest of the day. And this was my own experience and then I found it was cross-checked by Professor Huber at Roehampton University in London. He found that the morning people tend to be happier as they have lower body mass index. Then Another thing is important. When you are an early riser, you don't procrastinate. You don't put off. Because you have, you have got time at your hand. When do you put off? A. When you are rushed for the work. B. When you are stressed. C. When you are not able to concentrate. But in the morning, you are able to concentrate. So you do not procrastinate. You do the job. I've, okay, let me finish it off. And that makes you. A better performer. You are not waiting until the last time. So, end result would be if you really want to be healthy, wealthy, and wise, follow the golden rule. But as I said, be a lark, not an owl. But if you can be an owl and a lark at the same time, that needs a lot of discipline. I started sleeping less at the age of sixteen or seventeen, and it happened by an accident. My principal gave me a book to read, *La Miserables* by Victor Hugo, a huge novel, and he said I must read it that night, and he'll discuss it with me next morning. So I do read it, and by the time I finished, it was about two thirty in the morning. So I went to bed, and then when I was going to bed, I said I must get up in the next one hour because I must refresh myself. I hardly myself for one and a half hour, and when I got up, it was about five a.m. Fine. I had my bath, went to the college, and then I thought, if I can be awake one night, why not try it? So I started instead of going to bed early or late, I started going at 11 o'clock, eleven thirty, twelve. 12. But I ensured that I always get up at 3 o'clock. And then when I was in service as advisor company, we were in different time zones. USA, when it was night in India, it was daytime in USA. It was afternoon in Europe. So you have got to be have a red telephone and you, by your side, and anytime you can be disturbed. So it became a matter of habit. But It's very rare for the people to be both an owl and a lark. But the ideal is, don't be an owl, have a sound sleep of six, seven hours, but be a lark definitely. And you realize the powers of the morning to make you less stressful, to make you more creative, to make you not only successful, but outstandingly successful. And that's what you want to be, don't you? Try it, and you will be happy. Thank you. Good morning, and welcome to Better Thyself segment of Dr. Lamba's Awakening Core. Have you ever wondered that truth and the veracity of the old sayings, early to bed and early to rise, makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise? Have you ever wondered why successful entrepreneurs, successful leaders, all in fact, at least majority of them, have a common trait. They are not owls, they are larks. And lark is a bird which goes up in the sky early morning when the owls keep awake in the late hours of the night. When you are working anywhere as a senior executive, as a CEO, as a businessman, as a leader, there are not many enough hours in the day. 24 hours shrink to 12 or 16 hours at the most. So, tapping in the power of the morning, a time of the day when there are no demands, or rather less demands is a key and a great key to increasing your productivity. If you get up even one hour earlier than usual, you are adding seven hours a week, that's a full working day. And as I wrote yesterday, five hours a day of working is sufficient. But then you are in certain positions where you work actually for five hours, but you are thinking, ruminating. Planning for most of the time. I was talking to the leaders, Johar Lal used to sleep for hardly three hours. Starbuck president Mike Michel Gas sets an alarm at four thirty AM to go running. Ruben, the popular author of Happiness Project, wakes up at six AM and works for an hour before her family rises. Laura Wendicum highlights um, that, the morning specials, so, and then Kennedy. Kissinger, I had had meetings with Kissinger, Manmohan Singh, I had a meeting with Manmohan Singh last mid-time, when I went to Delhi. At three in the morning, he was still the Prime Minister. Why is it that the Larks are always more successful? Because you get less distracted in the morning. As the day passes, the distractions increase. The family, the children, the spouses, the colleagues, the friends, and just hangers-on, who have nothing else to do but to say, Hi, how are you? Not that that's important, the social intercourse, but that takes away your time, and one distraction of 10 minutes is actually 25 minutes. Because after the person has gone and talked to you for 10 minutes, the link is broken and it takes you quite some time. An entrepreneur's day fills up if you wait until the afternoon or the evening to work. And there are going to be reasons why you can't tackle a personal property priority work at 4 p.m. You can do your personal priority work at 4 a.m. Nobody is going to distract you. But 4 p.m.? There is no way. You have more willpower in the morning. The early riser you are, and I rise at about 3 in the morning every day, go to bed at about 1 o'clock. And even if you are not a morning person, you have more willpower. As it's like a muscle, you know, I was reading the book, when comes, and she writes that willpower is like a muscle that becomes fatigued with over you. So, during the course of the day, you are dealing with difficult people, making decisions, battling traffic. You use your willpower. You are depleted towards the end of the day. In the morning, wow, it's back in full force. Morning gives you an opportunity to set the tone for the day where you want to be pes- optimistic or you want to be pessimistic. And I personally find during the last, I think I was 16 when I took a vow that I will not sleep for more than three and a half hours. Then it became two hours, two and a half hours, but then never less than that. And I found that I was adding four, five hours per day to my job, to my day. And I could study more, I could read more, I could be well prepared. And the day I would gallivant went around in my college and the university days. And people will think I'm not doing anything. They hardly knew that what they can do in the whole day. I was doing early morning before even coming to the university. So, waking up at sunrise makes you cringe. But the point is, most of the people have a problem. They cannot get up in the morning. It needs a certain discipline, certain attitude. As I said, it gives you more willpower, it saves you time, you are more energetic, you are more able to concentrate, you are less likely to be distracted. So, all that makes a strong case for being an early riser, for being a lark, and not being an owl. So, how to do it? A, keep a time journal. People keep journals of What they do? I say keep a time journal, and it's a small thing. Time journal, if you keep for a week, you will see whether you are using your time efficiently or not. And many self-professed night owls, when they look at the time journals, they have seen that they were not as productive in the night as they were in the morning. I do all my writing in the morning. Reading I do in the afternoons, in the evenings, but 90% of the writing I do in the morning. So imagine your perfect morning. After keeping it temperature, then imagine. Put yourself in a state of contemplation. Imagine what you would do if you had an extra hour a day. Would you exercise? Would you newspaper read the newspaper? rather than just looking at the headlines. As a matter of fact, most of the young people especially think that getting up of the bed is punishing yourself. And to ensure that you are not punishing yourself, set a task that you have to do. If you have a good reason to do it, you will come out of the bed. And once you are out of the bed, well, the day is yours. Then plan your morning. Once you have decided to give yourself extra time, plan how to execute it. And set as much as possible work the night before. See the people who are athletic better mind and they want to exercise in the morning, lay out your clothes in the night before and gather the ingredients for your breakfast. I make a list of what I'm going to write on. In the night I'm thinking when I'm sleeping, and in the morning I come up, sit on my laptop and tap it out, and in a couple of hours I'm able to finish my job, or three hours at the most. And then there's no rush. Build the habit of getting up, slowly, you're less likely to hit the snooze button, but all of a sudden, you know, you say, tomorrow morning I'm going to get up at two o'clock. You might get up one day, but then third day you would say, what? God, I'm not going to do it. So you'll go to your alarm club, press the snooze button, okay, let me have five minutes more. And that five minutes might become two hours. So build this habit slowly. Don't try to change your habit drastically. Instead of you setting your alarm for 5 a.m., start with, say, 6 a.m. If you get up at 5 and you want to get up at 4, start at 5.45, then 5.30, like that slowly and steadily, keep on increasing the day. And to make sure that you don't lose sleep, go to the bed 10 minutes early every day. So if you have a trouble hitting back on the sack of time, you are probably familiar with the old saying, Early to bed, early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy and wise. After all, if you are healthy, you, if you are wise, you will be healthy and you will be wealthy. That's given. So, the first thing is you have to be wise. And wise you would be if you are a lark, not an owl. How can an owl be intelligent? Though they say as wise as an owl, but it doesn't help. And then there's a science to back up. Getting up early, number, this is a process. Four steps I have told you how to get up early. Now, let's look at the benefits. A study was conducted in 2014 of the people who go to bed later at night and they were seen to see that people who get up late are having negative feelings. They cannot have positive feelings because the early morning sun gives you a certain hope. When you look out of the window and you see the sun shining, your mood uplifts. When you see the beautiful clouds slowly changing the colors, the stars shining, it is an experience of a lifetime. There is a comment by Singh Jaspal, The good old thing, early to bed and early to rise, makes a man healthy, wealthy and wise. It is valid all through your life. Absolutely you are right. This is a saying. Normally old sayings have not much of meaning, but this is very pertinent. And it's valid right from the day one till the end of your life. You may not need to be more wealthy, but then you need health. You may not need health, but then you need wisdom. You have to pass on the wisdom to the children. So this is valid for the whole life, absolutely. So coming back, while sleeping, disruption leads to pessimistic thought. But a good night's rest, and good night rest doesn't mean 10 hours, because the real rest is hardly about 45 to 1 hour. There's real sound sleep. Rest of the time, you are tossing, turning, dreaming. So, sleep disruption will make you pessimistic. So don't disrupt sleep. When I say get up early, I say go to bed early as well. As saying is, and as Mr. Singh Jaspal has said, that saying is useful. You have your sound sleep because sleep is important. It's up to your body to adjust the level of sleep. As I told you, people sleep sleep for two and a half hours to three hours. I sleep for that much time. But if you need five hours, that's okay. Six hours is fine. But if you want to get up uh, at four o'clock, then sleep six hours before that. So develop a pattern that allows you to sleep for the time you want each night. And that will help you battle negativity that's thrown on your way. Then enhances your chances of success. Now this is something which seems like a paradox. You say, how is it going to help that you get up early? and you are more successful. I was reading the Bali professor of the University of Edinburgh, education in Heidelberg, Christopher Rendler. He said that when it comes to business success, morning people hold an important card. And they tend to get better grades in the school, which gets them into better colleges, then, then better job opportunities. And morning people anticipate problems and try to minimize them. They are proactive. The later you rise, the more reactive you'll be, the earlier you rise, the more proactive you'll be. And there have been at least 10 studies which have linked proactivity with better job performance, more success in life and higher wages. I don't deny that evening people do have some advantages. but. They might be smarter, they might be more creative, they might have a better sense of humor. But once they change your attitude, they'll see that their creativity, their sense of humor would increase. Getting up early would not decrease it. Definitely at the same time, I'm again repeating, have a sound sleep, it will increase, improve your concentration. It would improve your memory and solve complex problems. And then another thing which I've seen is morning people are more persistent, more agreeable, conscientious and proactive. They're very persistent. They don't they have time at their hands. So they can afford to be persistent. And persistence is something most important. And they're conscientious. You see, you when you get up in the morning, it's so peaceful and so calm, that your conscious automatically activates itself. So, getting enough rest gives you energised, but getting up early gives you time to squeeze in workforce before you get distracted. And that concentration of work in the morning is really important. As a matter of fact, if you look at the religious aspects as well, most of the religions always say, get up early in the morning and pray, meditate. Because there's a time. And then it reduces success and makes you happier. As a matter of fact, getting up in the morning and communicating with nature, even if you don't work, just communicate with nature, you would feel distressed, you will feel happy. Say you wake up at 6 o'clock and you have to be in the office at 8 o'clock. It gives you just two hours to get early. In the time, you have got to catch up with the emails, with the work, work on your pet project. So it's rushed. It becomes stressful. You are up at 4 or 5. You have got two hours more. So it's less stressful. And once you are less stressful, your cortisol level would be maintained. The first hour in the morning, as this is what I have observed, sets the tone for the rest of the day. And this was my own experience and then I found it was cross-checked by Professor Huber at Roehampton University in London. He found that the morning people tend to be happier as they have lower body mass index. Another thing is important. When you are an early riser, you don't procrastinate. You don't put off. Because you have, you have got time at your hand. When do you put off? A. When you are rushed for the work. B. When you are stressed. C. When you are not able to concentrate. in the morning you are able to concentrate. So you do not procrastinate. You do the job. I've, okay, let me finish it off. And that makes you a better performer. You are not waiting until the last time. So, end result would be if you really want to be healthy, wealthy and wise, follow the golden rule. But as I said, be a lark, not an owl. But if you can be an owl and a lark at the same time, that needs a lot of discipline. I started sleeping less at the age of sixteen or seventeen, and it happened by an accident. My principal gave me a book to read, *La Miserables* by Victor Hugo, a huge novel, and he said I must read it that night, and he'll discuss it with me next morning. So I do read it, and by the time I finished, it was about two thirty in the morning. So I went to bed and then when I went to bed I said I must get up in the next one hour because I must refresh myself. I hardly for one and a half hour and when I got up; it was about 5 a.m. Fine. I had my bath, went to the college and then I thought, if I can be awake one night, why not try it? So I started, instead of going to bed early, Early, late, I started going at 11 o'clock, eleven thirty, twelve. 12. But I ensured that I always get up at 3 o'clock. And then when I was in service as advisor PM, I mean, we were in different time zones. USA, when it was night in India, it was daytime in USA. It was afternoon in Europe. So you have got to be, have a red telephone in you by your side and time you can be disturbed. So it became a matter of habit. But It's very rare for the people to be both an owl and a lark. But the ideal is, don't be an owl, have a sound sleep of six, seven hours, but be a lark definitely. And you realize the powers of the morning to make you less stressful, to make you more creative, to make you not only successful, but outstandingly successful. And that's what you want to be, don't you? Try it, and you will be happy. Thank you. Good morning, and welcome to Better Thyself segment of Dr. Lamba's Awakening Core. Have you ever wondered that truth and the veracity of the old sayings, early to bed and early to rise, makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise? Have you ever wondered why successful entrepreneurs, successful leaders, all in fact, at least majority of them, have a common trait? They are not owls, they are larks. And lark is a bird which goes up in the sky early morning when the owls keep awake in the late hours of the night. When you are working anywhere, as a senior executive, as a CEO, as a businessman, as a leader, there are not many enough hours in the day, 24 hours shrink to 12 or 16 hours at the most. So tapping in the power of the morning, a time of the day when there are no demands or rather, less demands, is a key and a great key to increasing your productivity. If you get up even one hour earlier than usual, you are adding seven hours a week, that's a full working day. And as I wrote yesterday, five hours a day of working is sufficient. But then you are in certain positions where you work actually for five hours, but you are thinking, ruminating. Planning for most of the time. I was talking to the leaders. Jawaharlal Nehru used to sleep for hardly three hours. Starbucks president Mike Mitchell sets an alarm at four thirty a.m. to go running. Ruben, the popular author of Happiness Project, wakes up at six a.m. and works for an hour before her family rises. Laura Vanderkam highlights um, that, the morning specials, so, and then Kennedy, Kissinger, I had had meetings with Kissinger, Manmohan Singh, I had a meeting with Manmohan Singh last me time when I went to Delhi, at three in the morning, he was still the Prime Minister, why is it that the Larks are always more successful? Because you get less distracted in the morning. As the day passes, the distractions increase. The family, the children, the spouses, the colleagues, the friends, and just hangers-on, who have nothing else to do but to say, Hi, how are you? Not that that's important, the social intercourse. But that takes away your time. And one distraction of 10 minutes is actually 25 minutes. Because after the person has gone and talked to you for 10 minutes, the link is broken and it takes you quite some time. An entrepreneur's day fills up if you wait until the afternoon or the evening to work. And there are going to be reasons why you can't tackle a personal property, priority work at 4 p.m. You can do your personal priority work at 4 a.m. Nobody is going to distract you. But 4 p.m. There is no way. You have more willpower in the morning. The early riser you are, and I rise at about 3 in the morning every day, go to bed at about 1 o'clock. And even if you are not a morning person, you have more willpower. As it's like a muscle, you know, I was reading the book, when comes, and she writes that willpower is like a muscle that becomes fatigued with over you. So, during the course of the day, you are dealing with difficult people, making decisions, battling traffic. You use your willpower. You are depleted towards the end of the day. In the morning, wow, it's back in full force. Morning gives you an opportunity to set the tone for the day where you want to be pes- optimistic or you want to be pessimistic. And I personally find, During the last, I think I was 16 when I took a vow that I will not sleep for more than three and a half hours. Then it became two hours, two and a half hours, but then never less than that. And I found that I was adding four, five hours per day to my job, to my day. And I could study more, I could read more, I could be well prepared. And the day I would gallivant around in my college and the university days, and people will think I'm not doing anything. They hardly knew that what they can do in the whole day I was doing early morning before even coming to the university. So, waking up at sunrise makes you cringe. But the point is, most of the people have a problem. They cannot get up in the morning. It needs a certain discipline, certain attitude. As I said, it gives you more willpower. It saves you time. You are more energetic. You are more able to concentrate. You are less likely to be distracted. Distracted. So all that makes a strong case for being an early riser, for being a lark and not being an owl. So how to do it? A, keep a time journal. People keep journals of. What they do? I say, keep a time journal, and it's a small thing. Time journal, if you keep for a week, you will see whether you are using your time efficiently or not. And many self-professed night owls, when they look at the time journals, they have seen that they were not as productive in the night as they were in the morning. I do all my writing in the morning. Reading I do in the afternoons, in the evenings, but 90% of the writing I do in the morning. So imagine your perfect morning after keeping your time, then imagine. Put yourself in a state of contemplation. Imagine what you would do if you had an extra hour a day. Would you exercise? Would you newspaper, read the newspaper? rather than just looking at the headlines. As a matter of fact, most of the young people especially think that getting up out of the bed is punishing yourself and to ensure that you are not punishing yourself, set a task that you have to do. If you have a good reason to do it, you will come out of the bed and once you are out of the bed, well, the day is yours. Then plan your morning. Once you have decided to give yourself extra time, plan how to execute it. And set as much as possible work the night before. See, the people who are athletic better mind, they want to exercise in the morning. Lay out your clothes in the night before and gather the ingredients for your breakfast. I make a list of what I am going to write on. In the night I am thinking when I am sleeping, and in the morning I come up, sit on my laptop and tap it out, tuck, 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 and in a couple of hours I am able to finish my job, or three hours at the most. And then there is no rush. Build the habit of getting up, slowly. You are less likely to hit the snooze button, but all of a sudden, you know, you say, tomorrow morning I'm going to get up at two o'clock. You might get up one day, but then third day you would say, what? Rot, I'm not going to do it. So you'll go to your alarm club, press the snooze button, okay, let me have five minutes more. And that five minutes might become two hours. So build this habit slowly. Don't try to change your habit drastically. Instead of you setting your alarm for 5 a.m., start with, say, 6 a.m. If you get up at five and you want to get up at four, start at five forty-five, then five thirty. Like that slowly and steadily. Keep on increasing the day. And to make sure that you don't lose sleep, go to the bed ten minutes early every day. So if you have a trouble hitting back on the sack of time, you are probably familiar with the old saying Early to bed, early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy and wise. After all, if you are healthy, you, you, if you are wise, you will be healthy and you will be wealthy. That's given. So the first thing is you have to be wise and wise you would be if you are a lark, not an owl. How can an owl be intelligent? Though they say as wise as an owl, it doesn't help. And then there's a science to back up. Getting up early, number, this is a process, four steps I have told you, you have to get up early. Now let's look at the benefits. A study was conducted in 2014 of the people who go to bed later at night and they were seen to see that people who get up late are having negative feelings. They cannot have positive feelings because the early morning sun gives you a certain hope. When you look out of the window and you see the sun shining, your mood uplifts. When you see the beautiful clouds slowly changing the colors, the stars shining, it is an experience of a lifetime. There is a comment by Singh Jaspal, The good old thing, early to bed and early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy and wise. It is valid all through your life. Absolutely you are right. This is a saying. Normally old sayings have not much of meaning, but this is very pertinent. And it's valid right from the day one till the end of your life. You may not need to be more wealthy, but then you need health. You may not need health, but then you need wisdom. You have to pass on the wisdom to the children. So this is valid for the whole life, absolutely. So coming back, while sleeping, disruption leads to pessimistic thought. But a good night's rest, and good night's rest doesn't mean 10 hours, because the real rest is hardly about 45 to 1 hour. That's real sound sleep. Rest of the time, you are tossing, turning, dreaming. So, sleep disruption will make you pessimistic. So, don't disrupt sleep. When I say, get up early, I say, go to bed early as well, as saying is, and as Mr. Singh Jaspal has said. That saying is useful. You have your sound sleep, because sleep is important. It's up to your body, to adjust the level of sleep. As I told you, people slept for two and a half hours to three hours. I sleep for that much time. But, if you need five hours, that's okay. Six hours is fine. But if you want to get up uh, at four o'clock, then sleep six hours before that. So develop a pattern that allows you to sleep for the time you want each night. And that will help you battle negativity that's thrown on your way. Then enhances your chances of success. Now, this is something which seems like a paradox. You say, how is it going to help that you get up early? and you are more successful. I was reading the Bali professor at the University of Edinburgh, education in Heidelberg, Christopher Rendler. He said that when it comes to business success, morning people hold an important card. And they tend to get better grades in a school, which gets them into better colleges, then then better job opportunities. And morning people anticipate problems and try to minimize them. They are proactive. The later you rise, the more reactive you will be. The earlier you rise, the more proactive you will be. And there have been at least 10 studies which have linked proactivity with better job performance, more success in life and higher wages. I don't deny that evening people do have some advantages. but. They might be smarter, they might be more creative, they might have a better sense of humor. But once they change your attitude, they'll see that their creativity, their sense of humor would increase. Getting up early would not decrease it. Definitely at the same time, I'm again repeating, have a sound sleep, it will improve your concentration. It would improve your memory and solve complex problems. And then another thing which I've seen is morning people are more persistent, more agreeable, conscientious, and proactive. They're very persistent. They don't they have time at their hands. So they can afford to be persistent. And persistence is something most important. And they're conscientious. You see, you when you get up in the morning, it's so peaceful and so calm, that your conscious automatically activates itself. So, getting enough rest gives you energised, but getting up early gives you time to squeeze in workforce before you get distracted. And that concentration of work in the morning is really important. As a matter of fact, if you look at the religious aspects as well, most of the religions always say, get up early in the morning and pray, meditate, because there's a time, and then it reduces success and makes you happier. As a matter of fact, getting up in the morning and communicating with nature, even if you don't work, just communicate with nature, you would feel distressed, you would feel happy. Say you wake up at 6 o'clock and you have to be in the office at 8 o'clock. It gives you just two hours to get early. In the time, you have got to catch up with the emails, with the work, work on your pet project. So it's rushed. It becomes stressful. You are up at 4 or 5. You have got two hours more. So it's less stressful. And once you're less stressful, your cortisol level would be maintained. The first are in the morning. As my, this is what I've observed, sets the tone for the rest of the day. And this was my own experience. And then I found it was cross-checked by Professor Huber at Roehampton University in London. He found that the morning people tend to be happier as they have lower body mass index. Then. Another thing is important. When you are an early riser, you don't procrastinate. You don't put off. Because you have, you have got time at your hand. When do you put off? A. When you are rushed for the work. B. When you are stressed. C. When you are not able to concentrate. in the morning you are able to concentrate. So you do not procrastinate. You do the job. I've, okay, let me finish it off. And that makes you a better performer. You are not waiting until the last time. So, end result would be, if you really want to be healthy, wealthy and wise, follow the golden rule. But as I said, be a lark, not an owl. But if you can be an owl and a lark at the same time, that needs a lot of discipline. I started sleeping less at the age of sixteen or seventeen, and it happened by an accident. My principal gave me a book to read "La Miserables" by Victor Hugo, a huge novel, and he said I must read it that night, and he'll discuss it with me next morning. So I do read it, and by the time I finished, it was about two thirty in the morning. So I went to bed, and then when I went to bed, I said, I must get up in the next one hour, because I must refresh myself. I hardly for one and a half hour, and when I got up, it was about 5 a.m., fine. I had my bath, went to the college, and then I thought, if I can be awake one night, why not try it? So I started, instead of going to bed early, are late, I started going at 11 o'clock, 11.30, 12. But I ensured that I always get up at 3 o'clock. And then when I was in service as advisor company, we were in different time zones. USA, when it was night in India, it was daytime in USA. It was afternoon in Europe. So you have got to be, have a red telephone in you by your side and anytime you can be disturbed. So it became a matter of habit. But It's very rare for the people to be both an owl and a lark. But the ideal is, don't be an owl. Have a sound sleep of six, seven hours. But be a lark, definitely. And you realize the powers of the morning to make you less stressful, to make you more creative, to make you not only successful, but outstandingly successful. And that's what you want to be, don't you? Try it, and you will be happy. Thank you.